Welcome to the Hottest Wellness Podcast. I've got time. I'm Cherry Galore. And I'm Shakayla. Here we discuss personal growth, relationships, and how to embody the Be Better lifestyles. Hey girl, happy Friday? Saturday. Damn, it's Saturday. Fuck, I've been a week, I've been a day behind all week ever since I missed my first day at work on accident. Yikes. How's that going? It's great. I love my new job. Um, I mean, I started a work study with my school. It is a job. I am being paid, so it's still mm-hmm. a job. But it is a job. Um, I'm basically doing peer counseling or like, you know, what do you even call it? Like peer mentorship. Mentor? Yeah. yeah. So everybody on my team is super nice. It's a very diverse team. Everybody has different levels of experience. Some people are still students like myself. Some people have graduated, and um, it's really cool. I'm super excited. If anybody from the team is listening to the podcast, shout out to you guys. Shout out to the team. Yeah, and um, I'll give you guys more updates when I get my first group of mentors. How is your week going? It's been a... What does tumultuous mean? Tumultuous means like rocky back and forth, up and down type of thing. But also it almost like hints at toxicity. Uh, uh, well. <laughs> like when somebody says it was a tumultuous relationship, you know, it was some something going. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not quite tumultuous, tumultuous. It was challenging mm-hmm. on different levels, you know. Well, do you want to share what was challenging for you? Uh, Share, share, (laughs) share. Well, I've been getting job rejections for like at least three months straight. Um, And it's just really taking a toll at this point. Mm -hmm. Like there has been a few jobs where... Okay, this last job that I didn't get, I, like, put some other jobs that probably would have been way easier to just get in there. I put those to the side because I really wanted this job. And then I got that email. Hey, bitch. (laughs) Hey, yo, bitch. (laughs) You ain't it. You're not qualified. But you know what, though? Um, Ro has been saying this to me all week and she even like had to repeat it back to herself. Shout out to my girl, Ro. This ain't the shout out episode, I swear. <laughs> and she just kept saying to me like rejection is God's protection. And in the moment, it doesn't feel like that to us, but we can affirm with ourselves and say like, I feel like we should do that for the affirmation of the week. Like what? rejection is God's protection. Because period, like sometimes we think we want something and we think it's going to be good for us, but we don't know the ins and outs of the situation. Like who knows, you could have went into that job and it could have been an abusive workplace or some shit and you'll never know, but just know that there was some reason that it wasn't in alignment with you, at least not at this moment. And another thing that I like to, when I'm like, you know, having a difficult time with rejection, is just thinking about that. Just because it's a no, it doesn't mean that it's a concrete no. It just means, like, not right now. Like, this isn't for you right now. So, you know, um, 
I understand your feelings because the entire time we was in Virginia, I was applying for hella jobs and I was getting rejected, even for jobs that I feel like I was overqualified for serving positions. Like I haven't had to serve in at least four years, but I would do it if I needed the money. And it was like, no, we don't want to give you this job because you've been working as self-employed for a couple years and we know how self-employed people could be. But they can't say that because it's discrimination, which is illegal. But you know what I mean? Yeah. So, just don't give up. Keep going and stay positive. And also, use your time and energy that you have while you're not working to do something that you enjoy. Or Mm. to build your skills, whatever it is that you want to do, you know? I'm enjoying. You know, I had a revelation. What does it mean? Wanted to use words that I'm not 100 sure if that's what I mean. <laughs> I had like a, I would say revelation, okay, or a realization. I had a come to Jesus moment. There we They're go. They're all the same thing. Okay. So you in the right <laughs> context, this time. in the right ballpark. Okay. When I was playing basketball the other day, I don't really want to say this out loud, but I need to say it out loud. I got to a point where I was shooting the ball and I was missing a bunch of shots. And it was like, why are you missing these shots? Like, this is your range. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? And then I took another shot and I missed it and I realized that, like, because I missed, like, two or three shots before, I thought I was going to miss it again, so I wasn't really shooting correctly. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't putting the right energy in my arm and in my wrist mm. to make the shot go in. Mm-hmm. So I realized that, and I was like, oh, shit, that sounds like a message. And then <laughs> I went back and I shot again the right way, the way I know how to shoot, and I made it. Okay. So it was just like... It just made me think about what I'm doing and at least what I think I may want right now. I feel like I'm still trying to rediscover that. We'll talk about that. It was like, am I really putting my all into what I'm saying I want? Or is it, I don't think it's really going to happen. So I'm doing just enough to make it look like it's happening. Mm. But I'm not really all in. Yeah, I talked about my personal experience with that a couple episodes ago when we were talking about being productive and everything and how I thought I was being productive, but really I was just like dispersing my energy in random directions. (laughs) You know what I mean? And to me, it's all about the intention and then following through on that intention, but then checking back in with yourself. Like, am I still putting the same amount of work that I was putting into before? A lot of the time we think we're not being successful in something, even if it's just as simple as shooting hoops or, you know, of launching a product and then not getting the sales that you want. You may not be doing everything you think that it requires to have success. And then you blaming everything. You blaming the internet. You blaming the algorithm. You blaming the full moon. You blaming Mercury retrograde. And it's just like, baby. Yeah. If you just take a moment, be still with yourself, 
maybe even write down in a detailed information what it is that you need to do, what you know for sure is going to bring you success based off of what you study, what you see other people doing, you know, like in whatever you're trying to accomplish. And then you take those steps. That's it. Be consistent. Keep going. Keep trying. Try new ideas. Don't get stuck in that one way of doing things and then think it's going to bring you success and you've been doing the same thing for five years. Like, I know that sounds easier said than obviously we're both working in progress with that, but we're also sharing that with you as we're doing that. Like last week I said, healing is not linear. Neither is consistency. You have to keep doing it and keep doing it until it becomes a part of your lifestyle. And then it's like, am I being consistent? No, this is part of who I am. Now I'm just the person that's always on time or whatever the thing Mm -hmm. is. I do just want to say real quick, you look absolutely amazing. Thank you. You put a lot of effort into this um, get up. I changed. This was my second outfit. I didn't change that many times. But yeah. It's a vibe. It's like. This is your shirt I'm wearing. I know, I remember it kind of, you know, gave it a little cherry on top. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we talking about today? Today, we're talking about working with purpose. Mm. And yeah, it sounds like we had another sermon. (laughs) (laughs) Turn to your neighbor, say, neighbor. Okay. Working with purpose. What I mean by that is kind of where, well, I speak for myself. Kind of where I am now as far as, you know, looking to get a job. It's not something that I want to do long term. I don't want to do a short term if we're being honest. That is also a fact. You go to work, it may not be what you want. And you're still doing your best on your job, at your job. But you're also still using your time wisely. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes even when you're at work. And working towards your actual dreams. Working towards... What's really going to fulfill you. Mm -hmm. So, for example, a few years ago, pre-pandemic, I was working um, in accounting at this company. (laughs) Um, It wasn't the best. It wasn't the worst. I came from the worst customer service. Collections uh, (laughs) is the bottom of the barrel. If you ain't never did collections, child... Collections, that, that's what they offered to me, like, before I was let go. And I sat there for, like, 10 seconds because it was like, oh, do I keep the job just to mm-hmm. have the income? It was like, girl, you remember where you came from. Yeah, that shit is mad depressing. But anyways, I was in accounting and I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to do. That was when I started listening to podcasts, too. Mm-hmm. My whole life changed in accounting. My whole life <laughs> has changed. Yeah. I started doing music reviews 
Mm-hmm. I thought that that was going to be my thing. Like, I was really into it. Like, oh, I'm going to be a writer and I'm writing about music. It turned into, like, me maybe uh, reviewing some shows and stuff, too. So I was writing reviews, like, in between my telework and helping any customers that came in. And I was listening to music, listening to everybody's album and mixtape while I was doing my work and then just getting to the side and typing a little note, typing up my review and like just actually working on what I wanted while I was still like doing my best on my job. Mm -hmm. So I said a lot to say (laughs) (laughs) you can still use your time whether it's inside or outside of work to chase your dreams Mm -hmm. even if you don't have the ability to do it at work like it's all a matter of just using your time wisely like you can get off work you can have a moment to yourself a moment to calm down relax but like at some point, if you really want something else, you got to work on it. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just say you want it and complain about how you have this job and you have to work. Because unless you're literally working 24 hours a day, you have the time to put into what you was actually going to satisfy you. Yeah. I think it really sucks that we live in a day and age that we have to work for money. Not that people haven't always had to work for money, but it's different now because prices have increased so much for everything. So it's like even the bare necessities, you have to work your ass off just to have the bare necessities. There's people that have two and three jobs just so they can have the income just to be able to pay their rent and car and get the things that they need. They don't even have luxury money. You know what I mean? They don't have money for going out to the movies and doing everything. So it's just like puts people, the working class at least, in this position where we're expected to be unhappy just so that we can make ends meet. And that has never really sat right with me. Like I'm a great worker, but I am not a good employee. Not in Um, I feel like workplaces where the environment is not healthy. Mm -hmm. And what I say about a healthy environment, I mean one that is productive instead of like constructive. Um, One where people, where there's diversity and inclusion because that can impact how you feel about, you know, your work. Where your management is more motivating and uplifting instead of micromanaging. Mm -hmm. There's different things that have made working for other people difficult for me like i'm grateful for the last few years i haven't had to work for somebody else but i really needed to be working for somebody else but like my ego was like no (laughs) don't take me back to the workplace and i even tried i tried a couple times to get a regular job back in december i got a job and y'all i worked it for two days before i quit and let me tell you i'm like a millennial right (laughs) i don't care you are a millennial I was born in 1990. Technically, and I gen. Mm-mm. We're millennials. Okay, so I'm like I'm. I'm saying I'm like Gen Z, huh? I think so. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like <laughs> Gen Z. Like, it, I will quit a job. I do not care if you show me that you are 
and consider with my time and energy if you don't value the work that I contribute and it's very obvious everybody knows that I do a good job at what I'm doing mm -hmm. if um I'm being paid really bad and you expect me to do more than what I'm paid to do there's a lot of things that will contribute to me quitting a job but the reason I quit this job first of all it was I don't know what happens that I always get put in these positions where um, you apply for a job on the internet. They tell you this is the job that you're applying for. This is the qualifications. This is what you're expected to do, your responsibilities and duties. And then when you go into the interview, they tell you that the job is something totally different. It's mm -hmm. either for a whole different position. Maybe the pay might be different. It's like not what you basically signed up for. And at this point, it's like you're wasting both of our time. And the employer is hoping that you need the money bad enough that you're just going to take the job anyways. That's what they depend on. And a lot of these companies, they say that they're hiring, but because of the whole PPP thing, they got the money. So all they have to do is say that they're hiring. They don't actually have to hire nobody. So what we're seeing is we go to into Subway and it's one person working there for the full eight-hour shift, but then they'll post that they're hiring. And they're literally not hiring. They don't care that they have one person in there doing four people's jobs. And... It's up to us as the employees to take a stand on that. Like I've seen recently, like the Starbucks employees are trying to um, unionize and Starbucks is against that. That's such a shitty thing for Starbucks. Y'all got all the money mm -hmm. and you don't want your employees to be happy. The people that's out there in the front row every day making your, your business successful. It's crazy. I don't understand that. Like... It would be different if you were actually doing right by your employees. Mm -hmm. and then it's like, what are you doing? But they know the on. insurance be bad. They bring people in part time so that they don't have to insure them. Um, they don't give people livable wages. And I'm not speaking specifically to Starbucks. I'm speaking most corporations in general. Mm -hmm. And they be having the money. I'm looking at you, Walmart. I'm looking at you, Target. And really all y'all. Y'all know what y'all doing. Yeah. And y'all know that Americans are in a position right now where we have to work. And which gives us even more feelings of not wanting to do that shit. Like, I don't know how y'all feel about it. But, like, unless, like, the position I have just got at my school where I feel excited about, like, I feel supported in the environment, it's going to really be hard for me to take a job like I don't care what I'll have to do as far as freelancing or like door dashing or lifting I do not want to work for somebody else if I know that it's going to impact my mental health as soon as I start the job it ain't worth it yeah and that's just kind of hard to avoid anyway so it's like you either ruin your own health or be homeless. <laughs> it's literally and the only choices. And it sounds like such an extreme thing, but it's not <clears throat> because more and more people every day are losing their homes. And it's not mm -hmm. because they're not working. It's not because they're lazy, which people want to make a common concession. Oh, you should have went to college. You should have got a better job. Like you went to college and you work in customer service making $14 an hour. How are you even taking this stance as somebody who's also a working class citizen? Like, y'all um, people who stand up for the Richies really kill me. Y'all really do because 
you're being impacted by this just as much as somebody that's homeless. A lot of Americans are one or two paychecks from being homeless themselves, but they discriminate so much towards other group of people who are poor. And they're not poor because they're choosing to be poor. They're not poor because they're uneducated. They're poor because that's the way the system was designed. And the system was designed to keep working class people working to get rich class people more rich. That's a fact. It's not us, y'all. It's the system. And we've said this on previous episodes, but things are not going to change unless we collectively decide to make it change. Like, I've seen those Starbucks employees walk out, every last employee outside of the manager walk out in the middle of a shift. That's the shit that needs to be happening for us to demand that we get the correct treatment in our workplaces. And if you're not about that life, if you know yourself is one or two paychecks away, I don't want to see that shit that you're talking on the internet about people who are choosing to take a stand or just choosing not to participate in this bullshit because it is some bullshit, like, for real. Yeah. And it always be the people that be, like, mismanaging their money, too, or just spending it recklessly so that they feel like they have more than other people. It's like, you, your phone's getting cut off. But you got this Gucci belt on. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are we even talking about right now? (laughs) A lot of people, this episode isn't even about this, but a lot of people mismanage their money because our community is, doesn't have financial literacy. You know what I'm saying? Um, And then a lot of people mismanage their money because they're so brainwashed by society and social media thinking that they have to be something that they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not in the Gucci group. It don't matter how many belts of Gucci you buy, you're not part of that group. They don't design Gucci for black people. They don't design it for people that are poor. And a lot of people don't want to wake up and smell the coffee and say, I'm poor. I'm poor. I'm poor. And it's not because I don't have the skills and abilities to be rich. It's not about that for real these days. It's about what you have access to and what type of communities you're born into. And then it comes down to your daily habits and choices. Mm -hmm. And my choice is I don't want to work for nobody. Yeah. It sucks. It's like an endless cycle and there just needs to be better... I don't know. It it has to be different in order for us not to be living like this because there are people who want to work at Starbucks and McDonald's. There are people who's happy to do that, Mm -hmm. and that's not a problem. We're just saying that they need to be paid fair wages. And at the time where you notice that a McDonald's wage is not enough to pay bills, then you also need to realize that as you bump them up to the wage that customer service workers are making, which is probably $12 to $15, now, $12 to $15 is not enough for that person either, and you need to continue to bump up the wages. Like They're not going to do that. That's why we have to make them. But I feel like it comes down to this because so many people are unhappy in their workplace, and it mostly comes down to money. The next thing it trickles down to is management. And the third thing is they're just not doing what they love. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're doing what you love, you're going to find fulfillment in it. I haven't made a lot of money from the baby brood, but I love doing that shit. So I'm going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? We haven't made any money. Well, I ain't going to say any, but not like spending money or mm-hmm. 
pour it back into our podcast money, but we're going to continue showing up and doing the podcast even when we feel like we don't have the time or when we don't have the energy because we know that putting energy into this eventually is going to grow. Being consistent with it eventually is going to grow. So like to me, that's like working with a purpose, really finding out what you want, what you are good at naturally. Like I feel like your purpose is mostly tied to your natural gifts because these are the things that when you incarnate into this life, I chose this. Like me naturally, when I was a kid, I was already naturally creative. I was naturally artistic. And the things that I automatically gravitated to is the things that I'm now doing for business. Like I used to love doing hair and that just turned into makeup, which turned into skincare. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, even I used to love sewing like and I can't wait to further go into like fashion design. You know what I mean? So just really, what do you want? Explore that. What do you like doing? What do you enjoy doing? And if you have to go to work, if you have to work for somebody else, that's okay. Do what you got to do, but make sure that you are like putting in that time and energy towards the things that you want. Like, how do you feel like you do that on a regular basis? Like watching people, Mm -hmm. um, like, I have some people I follow on YouTube that, like, are photographers or they shoot music videos or another podcast that I watch to see how people are doing it um, to maybe take some things away from it to apply to what I'm doing, like... When I do listen to other podcasts, like, I'm listening mostly to see, like, how the conversation goes mm-hmm. or, like, how people show their different personalities with, like, what they choose to say or stuff like that. I feel like that's how I do it the most consistently, mm-hmm. apart from, like, actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like I didn't answer the question. (laughs) (laughs) What was the question? Girl, nah, I forgot. Well, do you want to, like, talk about rediscovering yourself and how that is important to your purpose? Yeah. Self-discovery is, like, a never-ending thing, kind of like the job cycle. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I really thought that I was like on the path of just, yeah, this is where I'm at and I'm just going to keep going. (laughs) But the last few weeks, it's been like, well, what do I want to do again? Mm -hmm. Like, I thought I wanted this, but it just doesn't seem as interesting. Well, why doesn't it seem as interesting? Is it because... I'm not doing it or is it because I'm really just not interested in that right now? Maybe I want to just do something else. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like I'm currently in a place where I have to just find what's really interesting to me. Like I posted the other day that like, 
I started getting interested in doing videos again. But even with that, it's like, mm, am I interested in doing videos for myself and my own things? Do I want to shoot videos for other people? Do I want to do music videos? Do I really want to put the time into that? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm just in a place of just not knowing what, like, what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to listen to the language that you use when you say stuff. So, like, right now when you just said, like, what am I supposed to be doing? And me personally, down, I don't ever feel like I'm supposed to be doing something. I really, naturally, I guess, um cycle into the different versions of myself and maybe that's just at this big age I, I'm capable of doing that because I've always been such a changing person and that first came from me being a shapeshifter like I talked about that on a previous episode where I was just like um, changing myself to fit in with different people so it was almost like narcissistic in a sense where if I was hanging out with my fashion girlfriends then I would be like a total fashion girl but if I was hanging out with like these group of people these anime people then I'm like an anime person and I came to accept that I'm all of those things they're just different parts of myself I wasn't necessarily pretending or shape-shifting I just was sharing the different parts of myself with like-minded people so it's it's less to me of like you know, finding what am I supposed to be doing and then, like, instead changing the language to actually rediscovering. Because you kind of are, already are everything that you're supposed to be. It's just a a matter of accepting it, embracing it, and enjoying who you are. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then at that point, you could say, this is what I like. Okay, this is what brings me fulfillment. I'm super passionate about this. I could learn about this endlessly. And to me, that helps me flow into the ease of like the next thing that I'm doing more. I like just go with it. And obviously that's easier said than done, but it's a practice. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. Like, I don't know. When I first started podcasting, I, I think... I was on somebody else's podcast before. I can't even remember what was the first podcast I did. And um, then when me and Jarvay started doing three strikes, it was like, we know what we was doing. You know what I'm saying? But by the time that I was doing the live stream on the blank space, it was like I had more experience. It kind of just flowed into that. And it was at one point it was overlapping and it wasn't ever a decision of am I doing the blank space or am I doing three strikes? It was just a moment of what feels good to me and also where's my energy being reciprocated at. And it naturally flowed into that. I didn't say I'm choosing the blank space over three strikes. I really wanted to do both, but one of them was extremely draining. And so that's how you do it. You just see, like, look at your life and say, is this thing draining me? Okay, I need to release that. Is this person draining me? I need to release that. If it feels good to you, if it feel makes you feel more passion, more excitement, if you want to learn more, then that's what you do. I mean, I don't know. Just that's what I do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, <clears throat> I feel like that's, like you said, that's like how it naturally happens. Like, mm-hmm. what you're interested in, what you feel drawn to, you end up doing it. Yeah. The hardest thing is just doing it the first time, just trying it. You know what I mean? Because you think about what other people have to say. You think about, like, if it's going to be successful or not. And none of that stuff matters because really what you put your energy to will happen. I used to have the most difficult time, like, why are my manifestations not coming into fruition? I'm doing all this different stuff to make my manifestations come in, I'm putting the work in. But the truth was, is that I wanted so many things that my intentions were not clear to the universe of what I wanted. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was wanting too many things at one time. So for me, it's not what am I passionate about. It's what am I passionate about that's going to bring me the most success right now i seen an interview um from joey badass a while ago and he was saying how he knew he wanted to get into acting and he knew that he wanted to do music and he had to think about okay which one of these things that i'm good at is going to be the most successful right now when he knew that he was going to be able to cultivate a buzz doing music So what he did was he used his music buzz and he started acting. And like we see him in Grownish and I think he's been in other things besides that now. But like he's in the in Kanan show. Oh, he is. Yeah. See, so like between him starting (coughs) rapping, it was several years before he got his first acting feature. Mm-hmm. So we got to be patient. We got to be consistent with that one thing. And I'm starting to learn, like, okay, I need to pick just one thing. <laughs> it's hard, mm-hmm. though. But do you know how much more successful you can be with you put your energy into one thing? Like, if we just put our energy into the podcast um, instead of our energy into the podcast and into the baby brood and into Be Better and into my channel, like... yeah we would grow a lot faster because all of our energy would be, you know, outside of having to do our regular work, all of our energy would be going into what we want to grow. Well, let's put our energy in it then. I'm not ready to put my energy into one thing. I know that's the thing to do, but I'm not ready. You know what I really love doing? What? I like editing things. Whether it's photos or audio or video, mm-hmm. it's really my bag. Maybe you can be like just a content editor. You know what I mean? Like if you can get clientele, you would have to work towards getting clientele, of course. But mm-hmm. if you could, then you could just, they do all their own recording and everything like that. And then they just send it to you to edit. Which is definitely a job and there's definitely a market for it. You just have to put yourself out there. And I think that's the difficult part for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's only you stopping you from success. You know what I mean? Nobody Um, else is thinking, Cherry Galore is not a great editor. I don't want to hire her. You're the one thinking that. And so, because you're limited up here, it limits your success out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to make it sound so magical. It is magical. 
I mean, I don't know about you guys out there. Like, I'm definitely not confident all the time. And there are some things about myself that I'm not confident at all. But when I did find confidence in myself in a general way, it changed me. And to me, that was magical. It was just like, really, only like God's love could like put that magic in you. Yeah. I had read Evita's story one day and it was like about this guy in the forest. And he was walking through the forest and then he met this old dude who was sitting on a rock. And this old dude was exuding this energy of love. You know, he had this like mm-hmm. bright light casting from him. So the guy is like, you know, where'd you get that energy from? Basically, like, how are you shining so brightly? And he said, oh, like, I basically got it from God. And God put his love into everything. It's in the trees. It's in the animals. And it's in every person. And then the old dude opened up his chest and he gave a little bit of love to the other dude. Mm -hmm. And so he had that same light. So after seeing that, I thought about that every day about my impact and the love that I'm giving to other people and how that sparks more love in them to spark more love in another person, another person, another person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what was my reason for bringing that up? Basically that God is love. You have God's love within you, which should be a confidence boost within itself. It's like how I said about after I had my Reiki training, like, oh, man, I just felt totally different Mm -hmm. or whatever. Even when I meditated, it's like I felt the connection through God was stronger within me. So meditate. (laughs) Meditate. Hustle and meditate. Yes. The remix. I could freestyle that song. Do it. I'm not going to. I'll pull up the instrumental right now. Don't pull up the instrumental right now because I haven't even said my last freestyle out loud. Guys, I don't have writer's (laughs) block. I have... Stage fright? No. The words literally won't come out of my mouth. I just... It's like stage fright. It's another conversation. But it's not about performing. It's just about, I don't know. I can't even explain it because it's so, like, in there. This is, like, something that I'm going to have to talk to a therapist about. It's not self-fixable. It is self-fixable. You just might need some help. I hear you. Um... Is there anything else that you want to elaborate on about working with a purpose? Um, <clears throat> you know, I would. I want to add something. Sorry. Go ahead. So now that I have a job that I actually like so far, right? <laughs> Even in that capacity, you still have to find a way to work with your purpose, and. Um, That's why I was so happy when I got this job because I knew that I would be able to do exactly what I'm already doing, but just in a paid position. Mm -hmm. So you have to find the things that are already in alignment with who you are and what what impact you're trying to create. So 
you know, as I'm mentoring other students and maybe helping them find like better ways to manage their time and stuff, instilling more confidence in them, motivating them. It's really the same thing that I do on my YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Except mm-hmm. it's less spiritual, but then everything is spiritual anyway. So like, good luck to them. Yeah. But um, you you still just have to find what piece of you that you could offer to whatever experience that you're in at the current time. Even if you're working at a job that you hate. Show up every day being the best version of yourself, not letting people lower your vibration and offering what it is that you have to the people that are, you know, I guess capable of receiving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, like, yeah, that's what I do. I'll start a job and then I'll have like all these ideas of how they can make it better. And then I'll tell them and they'll be like, oh, yeah, no, thanks. We like uh, disorganization and doing things the hard way. And then after that, I'll be like, I don't want to work here. I never understood that. Like some places you can tell that they're disorganized on purpose, like. The job where I was an accountant. Yeah. (laughs) Like, they are disorganized on purpose because no one in that building knows exactly what their job is. (laughs) And that's the shit I don't like. It's like, when you go to an interview, you can low-key already see what's going on or whatever. Yeah. Like, I had an interview at Olive Garden last week, and this was another one of those situations where it was false advertising. The position that I applied for said that it was for um, the to-go position, mm-hmm. and I've worked at Olive Garden before, so I already knew what the dealio was with all of the positions, yeah. and I didn't want to serve, not because I'm too good to serve, but because I know that the money isn't good. The money yeah. ain't right. And it's just not worth of my time to go through all that work and then to be basically making like $6 an hour because people don't tip right. They just don't. I don't know what is wrong with Americans nowadays that they don't understand what the tipping system is. They don't understand that they're providing you with a service and you're paying for that service. You're not giving anything extra. You're paying this person because they've been bringing you refills taking your order it's not mcdonald's you don't walk up and just say can i give you this and they hand you a bag they're providing a service to you they're caring for you while you are in that establishment like you're supposed to pay them anytime somebody provides you a service more than likely you should tip them i will dead ass like avoid lash clients who don't tip and also I set my prices the way I set my prices because people don't tip. You know what I'm saying? I went to the interview and as soon as I sat down, they was like, start asking me questions like, well, why do you want to work the to-go position? And I was like, because I worked at Olive Garden before and, you know, I know that the to-go is going to get make a certain amount of money. I flat out told them that, mm-hmm. which I feel like I shouldn't have to hide my intentions about choosing a job 
when I go into an interview, I should be able to tell you when they say, uh, why do you want to work here? Because I need money to pay my bills. Right. That is a perfectly <clears throat> acceptable reason. If I don't have no other reason, like if I genuinely want to work for your company because I think it's cool or some shit, then I'm going to say that. But if I'm not, ain't no point in me lying. I'm going to be honest with you. And maybe that's why I don't be getting callbacks or whatever. Why is that even a question that people still ask? Like, I need a job and you need to hire somebody. That's why I'm here. I think that interviews really should consist of asking about the person's experience. I think it should ask about what they prefer to do, uh, the type of work environment that they enjoy working in. That way you're getting a feel for the person and then you should come back and say, well, this is the type of work environment we have. And be honest about that shit. Mm -hmm. People be lying. You go into an interview and then you start the job and then you be like, oh, this workplace is toxic. You know what I mean? And they knew the workplace was toxic when they hired you in. It's just messed up. So we continue the interview. I told her I moved back to town. Why I moved back to town? Because my kids are here. Mm -hmm. Then that probably was a downside on them because this is a college town. So they basically looking for people who are available to them. Mm -hmm. Like most college students... They don't have kids. Well, this is actually a lie because I learned this in school. 90% of college students are over the age of 25. And a lot of people over the age of 25 already have kids. But what they think is the expectation is most college students don't really have any responsibilities outside of school. Mm -hmm. So that means that they could take advantage of them and manipulate them as employees. So when you go to a job interview and you say, oh, I've been working for myself for the last three years. Or I have two kids, you know, that I'm co-parenting with their dad. And it's like, I'm being honest with you so you could already know. Mm-hmm. And instead of you taking that and saying, okay, this will make a good employee. She already is letting me know what her situation is, blah, blah, blah. They were like, okay, well, what we're going to do. They First of all, they tried to talk me into serving <laughs> instead of just saying, giving me the to-go job. And... Um, then it was like the hours and stuff. And they were like, well, you know how the hours work in a restaurant. And it's like, girl, yes, I know how the hours work in a restaurant, but also I know that you can arrange the schedule. So stop fucking playing with me. Right. Like if you just want to manipulate your employees and get over on them, this is not the job for me. And that was another case where rejection is God's protection. Like they were like, well, what we're going to do is give it a couple days and we'll give you a call back. But we're going to check with the Olive Garden that you used to work with to make sure that you left on good terms. First of all, why the fuck would I waste my time coming to this interview <laughs> if the last place that I worked at that is the same exact corporation I had a bad experience with or they had a bad experience with me to the point where... It was issues that they would Mm -hmm. want to communicate to you. Right. That would just be a complete waste of my time. Why would I even want to apply here if I thought it was so shitty that I decided Mm. I needed to just randomly quit or whatever at the other job? Needless to say, they sent me an email saying they want to hire me. And I knew it didn't have nothing to do with the last Olive Garden I worked at. So it just really came down to they weren't going to be flexible to my needs as an employee. And you guys just have to, I feel like, make your jobs be 
held at a higher standard. Instead of all the brunt being on the employee, like you have to make your jobs be willing to care about your work-life balance, be willing to care about your um, flexibility, or rather that is, oh, I can't work weekends or I'm not working weekends. If employers say, no, you have to work weekends, no, I don't. My grandmother, I don't know how old my grandma is because I don't be keeping track of old, I mean, um, <laughs> you know, elder people's age. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... She works at um, a hotel in downtown Cleveland, and she works in the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And she used to work in the restaurant at another hotel for years, and then she got hired into an accounting position. But they let go of the majority of the accounting team during the pandemic. So she was fired from her job, basically. Mm -hmm. And so now she's working at this place, and she had like a, a certain schedule, and it's only one and her uh, one other girl, her mm-hmm. and one other girl that has the position that she has. And this girl has the schedule blocked off for every Sunday because she goes to church. Mm-hmm. But because they're the only two people in that position, that means that my grandma doesn't get no Sundays off. Mm-hmm. So she went to the girl first, like you should, and mm-hmm. say, hey, I want to go to church too. Do you think we could swap every other Sunday? I get to go to church. You get to go to church. And the girl was like, no. And she was like, okay, I got something for that ass. So she went into the computer and instead of for changing her availability, she made it seem like she was just taking vacation every single Sunday. So her needing to take vacation knocked out the other girl's unavailability right. to c- capitalize on the Sundays. Mm-hmm. And so she went to her manager and she let her know and she's like, oh yeah, and I need to be working four days instead of six or however many days they had her working. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's getting older, like, you know, standing all them hours and stuff. She had knee surgery a couple years ago. And at first the job tried to play her like, oh yeah, we can't do that. And she was like, yes, you can. Right. Your job's inability to hire the right amount of people to cover shifts is not a you problem. It's a them problem. I will walk out on a job when it's time for me to get off of work if the person that is there to relieve me is not there. Because you know what? That's a them problem. That's not a you problem that the next person showed up late. It's not a you problem that they calling you and asking you to come into work when it's not your time to work, when it's your day off. That doesn't make you an unflexible or a bad employee. That makes them a bad company because they don't have the right amount of employees to cover their shifts. And even if they are fully covered, if they have the right amount of employees, that's still a management problem that somebody else called off or quit. Yeah. I don't get paid enough to deal with that. Yeah. I don't get paid enough to say I'm going to come in on my only off day which is still illegal, by the way. Y'all need to look up y'all workers' laws in the state that you're in. Like, they be getting over on y'all, and they really shouldn't be legally. Yeah. You got to advocate for yourself and stand up. And I know how hard it might be, especially if you are a person of color, once you start getting ostracized in the workplace because you decide to stand up for yourself. But it's you or them, baby. And one thing is... If they decide they don't want you no more or they need to cut back on people, they're going to make them cuts and they're not going to feel bad about it. And they're not going to give you two weeks either. 
So you got to put you first, Lucius, period. <laughs> per. Yeah. That was a lot of just something to add real quick. <laughs> I respect <laughs> it. It was, it was needed. I needed to hear some of that. Yeah. You should hear my grandma tell this story because it's even funny in black grandma, you know. <laughs> she was like, and they had me fucked up. I mean. <laughs> it's so funny crazy. to me when people tell, like, why do you cuss around your kids or whatever? It's like, it's just a way of life. I don't know. Yeah. I know some people didn't grow up like that. Like, I don't cuss to my kids. I would never call my kids out their name or anything. Like, yeah. I'm not abusive towards them. But, like, if I'm talking to you and I say the fuck word, they need to mind their damn business and keep going. <laughs> or if I'm driving and somebody cut me off and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. and it's part of the vocabulary. And they already know what's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And maybe when you get older, then you can cuss with your mom and your grandma. I be kikiing it up on the phone with my grandma. And Always. some people ain't that cool with their grandma. You know what I mean? And But I am. Yeah. I always wanted to have that type of relationship with my parents. Like, to just be myself. And it be, like, cool. Mm-hmm. It's like, are we still teenagers? You're not still teenagers. It's, <clears throat> the truth is that your parents have not had personal growth from the age that you've been a teenager. So although you continue to grow physically, emotionally, spiritually, they have not. So they're still looking at you like that same age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who my grandma was when I was a kid, she's not the same version of herself no more. And... That has allowed us to have a certain relationship. Just as I have grown, I'm not a little kid that she used to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And on top of that, my grandmother is one of the most authentic people that I know. That's probably something I learned from her. In all of my years and actual memories that I can memorize, like go back in my head and think about, my grandma has always just showed up as herself. She don't, um, what's that called when you talk different around white, white people? Um, I forget because I stopped doing it. Yeah. yeah. So she don't code switch. I ain't never seen her code switch. And she always just is her. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, she's professional and stuff. But, like, she's a black woman. She ain't never tried to hide the fact that she was a black woman or who she was or what her experience as a black woman has made her be. She's yeah. always advocated for herself. Like, she's just a real-ass person. So... You, it's like what we said last week on the episode. A person can only meet you as deeply as they've already met themselves. And the truth is, somebody can't accept your true self if they haven't accepted their true self. Instead, mm-hmm. they're judging you for who you're being instead of saying, just accepting it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's a journey to get to where you are and to accept yourself. And if somebody hasn't been on that journey yet, it's no way they're going to understand or accept you or anything. It's like, yeah, yeah. It sucks, but um, what can you do? You can't make people grow. So speaking of growing, <laughs> you know, you got your job, and you wanna. Let's say you wanna start a podcast. Okay. Let's say you work. Monday through Friday, you off Saturday and Sunday. 
one of those days. It's not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> I love to see you smile. Maybe. Sorry, go ahead. So you get your job. <laughs> you off Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. If you need to, if you really need to have your time for you Monday through Friday when you get off work, then Saturday or Sunday, you can record your podcast. Even if you feel like you're not ready to put it out, even though you'll never feel like you're ready, you just got to do it. You can use that time that you're not at work. And record your podcast. You can literally record from your phone and upload from your phone Mm -hmm. for free to start a podcast. There's so much that you can do. And all you have to do is do research. Like when we started Three Strikes, well, the whole time that we did Three Strikes, we was recording through Zoom because we was in different places. So we would record on Zoom. I would download the call which downloads the audio and the video separately. And I would take the audio and upload it to the platform that we were streaming our podcast from. So all you have to do is one, start the research. And to me, if you're not ready to put the content out there, maybe you're worried about what people think or something, maybe start on a slower scale than a podcast like TikTok or YouTube or something, and then build your confidence talking or speaking in front of people or being on the camera and then jump into doing it. But, like, if you're not putting the time in at all, what podcast? You right. know? Like, if you never started this show, it would be no show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it, you got to start somewhere. You got to start doing something, putting the energy into something. Like, even before I was doing podcasting, I was blogging. So that means that I was already writing my thoughts down. You know what I'm saying? I was already documenting my experience in it and sharing it with other people online. And that was like my prerequisite to podcasting. Mm -hmm. I mean, and then, of course, I was doing YouTubing, which ultimately led me to be better at talking. Because when I first started YouTubing, baby, I have no confidence. I was talking (laughs) like, hello, my name is... Shay, uh, uh, welcome to my channel. Today I'll be doing a makeup tutorial. Like, girl. But over time, like, I got more comfortable just being myself. I didn't feel like I had to mask or, like, be all, I guess, unconfident. Like, yeah. and the rest is history. Like, now I feel like. Are you about to cry? No, I just was, like, laughing on the inside, you know, so. I'm here for you, baby. I almost sometimes want to just like take my first video because a lot of my videos are basically archived because it's not my brand anymore. But like if I could just, you know, share that video so people could see like where I came from, like girl, boy, they, them. If I could do it, you could do it. If you want to be a podcaster, like, well, first of all, before we say, do you want to podcast? What is what is your impact going to be? No matter what it is that you're trying to do, if you if it's podcasting, if it's YouTubing, if it's just even being a content creator, and period, what's the reason that you're doing this? Because ain't no point in doing it if you if it, you're not adding value to the world. Please don't start a podcast and be another toxic conversation podcast. It's really hard for like our podcast, we're well wellness podcast. We're trying to like celebrate people. 
teach people, help people become more enlightened. Mm-hmm. And then you go on TikTok and the podcast that has the most views are people talking about who slept with who or how many sex positions is too much. But, like, not from a healthy standpoint. At all. Or just, like, tearing down another group of people. You know what I mean? Men tearing down women. Women tearing down men. And, like, sometimes we do talk about men, but we really talk about it from our experience (laughs) through our relationships. You know, it's not just blah, blah, blah. So, if you want to start a podcast, find out what it is that you're passionate about, what you're educated on. Because if you don't even know the answers yet, you damn sure don't need to be sharing with nobody. Misinformation is at an all-time high, baby. It is. Speaking of misinformation. What's up? When we recorded the podcast a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and I was talking about the different types of clothes and how they all carry a vibration, Mm -hmm. I noticed that I misspoke when you Mm -hmm. asked me was satin one of them, and satin is not one of the lower vibrations. It's silk. Rayon and polyester is the three that you want to stay from. Not stay away polyester. From. Yes, polyester, baby. That's and that's why it's in everything. You got to think Sheesh. about it. You got to think about it. That's so. Crazy. And nobody's saying stop buying polyester clothes if you really don't have the access to other things. But what you can do is just be more mindful and be naked as much as you possibly can. Shit. I've been wanting to be naked, but. <laughs> I don't think everybody's ready for that. You can't. Well, we can't just be naked because we have children, and yeah, it's like a little bit more acceptable for me to be kind of naked around them because they've grown up seeing me naked. But like, yeah. you know, y'all still building a relationship. We're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> what's going on in here? Yeah. So. <clears throat> I wanted to just add, how long is this? Shorter than our other weeks? <laughs> For now. <clears throat> um, on top of, like, what are you doing it for? I think that you should also do it for yourself. And don't go into it, like, <clears throat> just wanting to get praise for what you're doing or like anything along those lines. Like if you're doing anything where you're putting yourself or your art out there, you got to do it for you. Otherwise Mm -hmm. you're gonna at some point not be motivated. Yeah. You're gonna just not want to do it at all because you're not going to know why you're doing it. Yeah. It's just not a good look. And it won't be authentic if you're not doing it for you. That's a fact. One thing I know about doing things for a long period of time, like I started doing YouTube in 2010, and obviously I wasn't consistent between now and then, but like over all that long time of me doing YouTube, like it, I love doing it, and that's what kept bringing me back to doing it. But if you don't love what you're doing, if you don't have some type of passion or good reason for it, your only motivations outside of that might be money or validation. And the thing about any type of creative space is usually it takes time and energy, a lot of time and energy 
that to go into it and you're going to find yourself being really disappointed and it could really even spiral into depression if you don't get that money and that validation off the back. Yeah. So it's like a risky game. The best thing you can do for yourself is just really do something that you love and care about and enjoy and can keep doing over and over and over and over again because otherwise you're going to get tired of it. It's going to stress you out like mm-hmm. And um, then instead of it turning into something that you love, even if it is bringing you money and validation, eventually you're just going to be like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I feel like um, that's kind of like how I see Rihanna. Like, you know, she said she announced recently that she was leaving the music business for good. She's retiring. Mm -hmm. And everybody's like, but we never got R9. And it's like she probably recorded R9 because for the love of the music and she loves recording, but I could just only imagine she really hates everything else. Yeah. The touring, the being in interviews, all that stuff, people picking you apart online. And she was like, I mean, I could just really just do me, um, put out this makeup and put out these, uh, you know, underwear and stuff and not have to worry about all the other stuff that come with the music industry. Like, so that's another thing of like how she used the music industry to step into those lanes that nobody would have ever took her seriously in. So shout out to Rihanna and let that be your inspiration to keep going and keep going because y'all know she's been doing this shit for so long. So I'm actually excited for her. Um, I didn't even know she made that announcement. Yeah, like last week sometime, <clears throat> she said that she was done with music. So. I just assumed she was never coming back. I mean, I feel like most people should have assumed that when she said she was going to put that album out, never did. <laughs> she said, suck. Who knows? And maybe the, the label wasn't coming right with her money. And she said, girl, I'm already getting money over here. I don't need this. Yeah. And that's one thing is after you put in so much time, energy, dedication, consistency into something, then you earn that. You earn being able to say, I'm not doing that unless the everything is is aligned with what I need to be aligned with. So, Do you think that it's crazy to like put your foot down like that when you're just starting out in any industry? I don't think it's crazy. I think it's um, it's levels to it. Mm-hmm. I think there is bare minimum respect that needs to be given in any work situation. And if it's not, then you are not doing too much by saying, I deserve respect. You know what I mean? Like, if you got to go into a work every day and deal with some racist shit, like microaggressions or something... Mm-hmm. You need to put your foot down about that. You're not too fresh in the industry to go to work every day and have to deal with that shit. You know what I'm saying? If you get into a job and they told you that the pay will be $20 an hour and then they start you at 14, put your foot down about that. You're not too fresh in the industry to say that I demand respect about this. Now, if you are freelancing and you just started taking photography pictures three months ago and your contract says this is the amount of pay and this is the location and then you get to the work shoot 
and everything's not set up the way that you needed to be set up and you thought it would be more professional, would you be like, I'm not doing this until y'all fix this or are you going to do the job and get the experience? Do the job and get the experience. You've been doing this for three months. Yeah. You are not a big bad boss yet to be running around telling town telling everybody this is unprofessional and this, this, and that. Just, you know, um, read the room. Yeah. If, if, if How much of a level is it making you uncomfortable? And ask yourself, is this my ego speaking or is this basic human rights? If it's basic human rights, you better stand up for yourself. That's a fact. Yeah. So what are you making time for this week? <laughs> uh, I actually thought about this last night and I had an answer, but it changed or you forgot. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I think <clears throat> this week I'm going to make time for, I'm going to take advantage of the time that I have. Mm, I like that. I'm going to do the same thing because I was supposed to start another job on Monday, but I chose not to do that because, um, I feel like it's going to be one of those situations that we were just talking about just yeah. in general because I was given a start date and a start time and they changed it twice already. Not a call or anything, just an email, like expecting me to show up at a different time and a different day. Yeah. And I, like I know that that's going to be an issue for me because when I have two kids, there are places that I'm going to need to be at certain times and I can't be the day of that I'm supposed to go into work and they're like, oh, come in this time instead. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's ridiculous. And oh. then I sent them an email telling them that, oh, I already had something scheduled for this day because it was interfering with my um, job that I already have. Mm -hmm. And nobody emailed me back. Nobody has said nothing. So I'm just not going to go. Y'all wasted my time. I'm going to waste yours. Baby, I don't. <laughs> Fine. I don't mind. <laughs> I'll do it. So, what you make a job for? The same thing as you. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> He's so beautiful. Thanks. How are you? Guess what? What? I've got time. <laughs> <laughs>